Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Rossman Reich of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and you are listening to the Locked On Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is a bonus episode. Uh, I'll You probably listened to our episode earlier today uh, for June 28th. Uh, this is a bonus episode. I was on the Tuck and O'Neill radio show on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 AM in Orlando yesterday. Uh, they were kind enough to send me the audio along. Uh, they don't have a link to their website to, to, for me to share, so I wanted to make sure I shared it with you because the, they asked some good questions to me about what the Magic are going to do in free agency, about the Serge Ibaka trade, uh, about Victor Oladipo moving forward, and, and about the team moving forward in general, and whether the Magic, and, and they asked a really poignant question to me, are the Magic better today than they were Thursday before the draft, before this trade was made? And it's a tough question to answer, and I hope that I didn't... Uh, get around it too much. Uh, a, a lot of people seem to be avoiding that question, and, and I certainly think uh, there is a wait-and-see approach. So uh, I wanted to make sure that I shared this with you. You can listen to Tuck and O'Neill on 1080 AM Sports Talk Florida and on sportstalkflorida.com. They air from 3 to 7 PM, if I'm not mistaken. It's a, it's the afternoon drive time show. They air at 3. Um, at, at least I think they replay the episode starting at uh, – at five or five or six or something like that, um, but you can listen to them on SportsTalkFlorida.com as well as 1080 AM. Uh, so here's the segment. Oladipo going to lift. He'll fire for the tie. It's up. It's in at the buzzer, and it will count. Joey Crawford says, "Give it to me." Cha-ching! And we're going overtime again. The second time tonight. Westbrook sent us there. The first shot for Oklahoma City, and just like that, Victor Oladipo does it with a big shot in overtime frame number two. Let's play five more minutes. Victor in three-point distance. Barrels left down the lane. Lays it up. He back. He raises it. Waiters has the loose ball to Durant. Crossing the timeline with seventh. Thunder look for the win. Five seconds. Durant. Played by Harris. Crossing over. Marks an angle at three. Up. Chichang and Thunder Baby Oh, baby. KD did it. Ripped the cord. That's 37 points. Some of the most exciting moments of the regular season of the NBA surrounded the two teams that were involved in the blockbuster this past Thursday night. You go back to the second game of the Orlando Magic basketball season after an opening loss, heartbreaking loss to Washington on opening night of the NBA season. The Magic lost another heartbreaker on that Friday, October 30th, when Russell Westbrook made a three-point shot from half-court, banked it in to force overtime. Victor Oladipo made a corner three to extend it to a second overtime. Oklahoma City won the game 139-136. to Oladipo with a triple-double. Westbrook had 48 11 rebounds and eight assists. He scored all nine of their points in the first overtime. Oh, by the way, Kevin Durant had 43 and 12 rebounds in that game. Fast forward to where they played the second time in early February in Oklahoma City. Uh, Durant's three with .5 seconds to go. The difference in the 117-114 win. Serge Ibaka blocked a 114-114 tie, a try to break the tie of a Victor Oladipo layup. So all those players involved um, 
uh, in the, the trade last week, Serge Ibaka, Victor Oladipo, big roles in those two uh, enormous regular season games. A lot of fun those two teams played last year, involved in the blockbuster this past Thursday. Let's talk more about all of it. We welcome to Tuckin' O'Neill, periodic visitor. He is Philip Rossman Reich. He covers the magic for Orlando Mag- uh, MagicDaily.com. Philip, good to have you with us. How are you? Good to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, we were uh, certainly all uh, not necessarily caught off guard that the Magic made a deal, but almost you're always surprised when they actually do pull the trigger on a deal. They got Serge Ibaka. I know being in the room with you, you were one that uh, uh, found the the deal. Maybe you were more fond of it than some others at the moment. What were your thoughts initially, and then how have those thoughts maybe even changed or transformed the more you've looked into it? You know, it was definitely surprising. Uh, I think all the talk that we had about a potential Victor Oladipo trade seemed to be bringing in a guy like Jimmy Butler. So it wasn't that, again, like you guys said, that there wasn't a big deal out there that we didn't think the Magic would make a big deal. But still, to to see them do it and to see them do it kind of very suddenly was the surprising part. I mean, I think uh, there's been various reports out there that the Magic didn't actually agree to the deal until after they made their pick and that, that it came together very, very, very quickly. And, and, and Rob Hennigan said that last, last week, too. So, uh, you know, my reaction was just kind of, you know, surprised still because as much as, as much as it seemed very likely that Victor Oladipo was going to get traded, he was still the number two pick in, in the draft in 2013 and a guy the Magic were really building around uh, and a guy that I still thought could reach that kind of all-star level. Um, it, it just became, I guess, very clear or that the Magic, at least, it became clear that the Magic at least believed Going after a guy like Serge Ibaka was, was worth giving up on that chance that Oladipo could develop into the star that this team needs to revolve around. And Ibaka's a guy with an elite skill. Uh, there's very few players like him in the NBA. And if he can kind of regain his form from a few years ago, the Magic will have gotten a very, very good player that they can build a defense around and uh, maybe see if he can develop in, into something more on the offensive end, too. How do you anticipate new Magic coach Frank Vogel maximizing Serge Ibaka's skills? I, you know, I think we're going to see a, a bunch of different lineups. We'll see Ibaka you know, playing with Nikola Vucevic if he, if he stays on the roster for the season. I think we'll see him play with Aaron Gordon. I think we'll see Ibaka closer to the basket on offense and defense, to be frank. Uh, I, I think that the big thing, the big reason why his statistics went down the last few years is, A, he wasn't so he wasn't apparently very happy with his role and wanted the ball a little bit more and wanted to kind of showcase that aspect of his game a little bit more. And then B, with Steven Adams there, also a very good defender in his own right, Ibaka was pulled away from the basket, so there was less of an opportunity for him to protect the rim and block shots. So I think we'll see Ibaka a little bit more closer to the basket. I think we'll see him uh, playing a little bit more center, him and Vucevic splitting some time there and finding ways to get Gordon involved with him as, as kind of a small ball lineup with, with Ibaka at that spot. Our guest is Philip Rossman-Reich. He covers the Orlando Magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. All I hear is blah, blah, blah when I ask of Mike Tuck the following question. I get no response. I would like your response. You just don't like my response. <laughs> Philip, here's the question. In your opinion, are the Orlando Magic better this past Friday at noon, then they were Thursday at noon, and of course, after the sun went down that night, they made the trade. Were they better Friday or Thursday at 12 noon? Well, if they had to play tomorrow, my answer is probably no. 
because there's a lot of questions about the team offensively. Uh, I'm not sure Evan Fournier can quite stir. You know, I, I, I like, I've been using this the Reggie Jackson term a lot. The, the Magic needs someone that stirs the drink. And whether you could you know, make a pretty good drink with Victor Oladipo stirring the drink or not is certainly up for debate. I don't know if the Magic have a player that can even do what Oladipo did in that regard. And so if the Magic had to play a game tomorrow, I don't think they're necessarily a better team than, than, they, were today, than they were before the draft. Now, I, I hedge my bet there in saying that I think either way, the Magic had to make some big moves in free agency to get better anyway. And so I think... That's still very much the case. And it's obvious. And it's obvious, or at least it's obvious to me. I want your opinion. The way Fournier played last year, he won himself a huge contract with the Orlando Magic, who have his rights, although he is a restricted free agent. The other is that they drafted a summer ago Mario Hezonia, and because there has been a glut, even last year coming into the year with Tobias Harris as a wing player as well, if you believe that Mario Hezonia has an upside and maybe a growth curve similar to what we saw in Aaron Gordon from year one to year two, you have to make a deal, and you continue to realize that you are one of the worst teams in the NBA at protecting the rim. If you have what you believe to be a glut of wing position players and yet high expectations for some of those who didn't get an opportunity to play much last year, Heisinger fits that, to get a Serge Ibaka to join this team, the management thinks they're significantly better, right? Yeah, and I think I think you're right. That's that's absolutely the case. They they believe in Fournier. They I, I mean I think uh, I I I phrased it this way for much of the last half of the season. The Magic are going to have to make a decision between Victor Oladipo and Evan Fournier, and I, and it's very clear. And whether they made that decision now or, or ne- at some point next year during the during the trade deadline or whenever, they clearly made that they clearly made that decision now uh, that that they're going to move forward with Fournier. So Fournier played played himself into that position where. He was considered better than the second overall pick in the 2013 draft. Uh, so, so that's that's the decision the Magic have made. Uh, at the same time, you're right; they have Mario Hezonia, a guy that they really like, who they believe uh, can tr- can develop into into a, a quality player in this league. Has is a good shooter, something the Magic really need, uh, and they're expecting him to get more playing time this year than than he did last year. Uh, so they're they're giving him the space and and the ability to play a little bit more. Uh, so absolutely, part of this deal was. Filling a need, they uh, they desperately needed rim protection and a shot blocker. Uh, we talk, I think everyone's talked about the Magic finding a guy like Serge Ibaka to pair next to Nikola Vucevic and kind of fill that defensive gap that Vucevic doesn't have. They went out and got Serge Ibaka himself. Uh, so uh, uh, it was definitely part of it was, was cleaning out the roster a little bit, uh, bringing in an, an elite skill and, and giving some guys that, that didn't get enough playing time last year a little bit more time and hopefully finding a better pairing for Alfred Payton, who's, who's clearly a point guard that they, they still believe in a lot. How does this trade affect the one player the Magic fan was most excited about going into next year, Aaron Gordon? Um, it affects him a lot. Uh, it, I, I think ever since they drafted him, and really in his whole draft process, the question was, is he a three, is he a four? You know, Is he a small forward, is he a power forward? And the way the Magic roster is currently set, you, you've got to figure, A, Serge Ibaka is going to start. Um, you figure, is he going to play as a small forward, or is he going to come off the bench behind Ibaka, or what are they going to do with Nikola Vucevic? There are still a lot of questions about how this roster finally shakes out. I think we all expect the Magic to, to go after and get a, a starter caliber free agent 
no matter who it is, it could be one of the big fish. It could be someone a little bit smaller, uh, like a veteran that, that, can, that can come in and start. And so that pushes Gordon back to the bench. Uh, I'm still kind of expecting the Magic to trade Nikola Vucevic before the start of the season or try and convince him to come off the bench. I think Gordon is, is just too valuable of a player to be coming off the bench. Um, certainly for his development, I think he needs to, needs to be starting too. But unless he's developed a three-point shot over the summer, uh, and, and if you've seen, seen that video of him with the, doing that dunk, maybe he has. Um, the, the, it'll be interesting to see how the Magic handle him and his minutes and split the time between three very, very starter-quality uh, forwards that they have on their roster to play in the front court. What do you think the Magic are, are looking to do at the ot- onset of free agency? I think they're looking to still kind of upgrade their roster, and, and I think, you know, obviously I think they're going to do it in a big way. I think they're going to target a small forward. Um, I, I think Chandler Parsons is very much in play. I think they'll probably go after DeMar DeRozan, um, kind of maybe do a little bit like what they tried to do with, with Oladipo, where, Ev, where Evan Fournier is playing like kind of a small three, or, DeRo- or DeRozan can play three, although it looks like DeRozan's not accepting any, interv- any interviews outside of, uh, outside of the Raptors. Um, I think they might try and go after a guy like Harrison Barnes, another young guy who seems ready to take a, a next step in his career and, and take on a bigger, a bigger role. He can shoot, he can de- defend, so he seems to fit the culture that the Magic want to build. So if you start off with Barnes and Ibaka as your, as your kind of core guys, your big acquisitions this summer, that would be a pretty good summer to add to this, add to this core, I think, and uh, complete that starting lineup, and then the Magic just got to fill in some depth around them to, to, to complete the Team. Our guest is Philip Rossman Reich. He covers the Orlando Magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Periodic visitor with Tuck and O'Neill here at Sports Talk 1080, the team Orlando. Let's look at this from an Oklahoma City point of view. We had the play by place voice, uh, Brian Davis, the TV play by play voice, on with us. I asked him if he, uh, I, uh, he thought that the Oklahoma City Thunder was better Friday noon than they were Thursday noon, and there was no hesitation. He said, obviously. Uh, And let's not pretend they didn't get a good deal. Uh, In Victor Oladipo, in Ersan Ilyasova, and the 11th pick. Were you surprised once this thing died down that the Magic had to include the 11th pick uh, to, to win this trade or to get this trade finalized? Uh, a little, a little bit. I mean, I, th- I think it, it really depends. I mean, I think Oklahoma City was was shopping Ibaka around, but probably not very seriously considering trading him. And so it probably came about that for the Magic to make this deal happen now, so to get this deal done and not have Oklahoma City kind of sit on it and think about it a little bit more, or maybe even ask for a little bit more. They had to get this deal. They had to. They had to include that 11th pick and. They had to give kind of a sweetener to, to get them to pull the trigger. I mean, it, it, it seems clear to me that, you know, after these initial discussions, Orlando was the one pursuing Ibaka more than, more than Oklahoma City was pursuing Oladipo. Uh, if you think about it, really, and, and I agree that the Thunder really, I think, came out well in this deal. I mean, I, I, I do think it's a potential win-win deal for, for both teams. I don't think there's necessarily a winner or a loser. But I definitely think Oklahoma City came out a winner. There, there's less risk involved with them in this deal. Oladipo essentially is a starter quality guard that they can bring off their bench, similar to the way they used to with James Harden. Uh, maybe not as good, but similar to the way they used to with James Harden. Or he's just simply better than what they have in Dion Waiters and can replace his production mm-hmm. and, and his role. They don't necessarily need Ibaka as much. They have Enos Hanner, they have Steven Adams, they have a glut 
in the front court. And so Ibaka became much more expendable. They know they're going to have to pay him in free agency next summer, and it clearly doesn't seem like they were willing to do that. And so Oladipo fits what they're trying to build a little bit more. I know some people have kind of have thought that he might be somewhat insurance in case they lose Durant, so they have another guy who can kind of t- who can take over games a little bit and score score on his own. Uh, but filling that Dion Waiters role, um, I don't expect them to keep Waiters now. That's 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 an upgrade for Oklahoma City, and for a team that close to the title, bringing in talent like that is is a big plus for them. Let's be honest, Ersan Ilyasova coming over with Brandon Jennings uh, in the Tobias Harris, no, not the Tobias Harris trade. It was yeah. the Tobias Harris it trade. It was. Okay, so bringing those two in, neither of those two guys earned the opportunity to stay stick with the Orlando Magic. Do you agree? Yes, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I know there's some thought of keeping Jennings around, but I, I overall wasn't super impressed with him. And, uh, you know, I think he's looking to – Spark his career somewhere else. I don't think he, he wants to come in on a bench on a bench role like this. What do you anticipate this uh, next season being like for the Magic? As we've starting to see things change in the Eastern Conference. You know, it's it's hard to say right now because it's the picture is incomplete. Sure, we knew the Magic had a lot of work to do, uh, and they still do, and they still have a lot of work to do. I I'm personally a little pessimistic about their ability to attract big-name free agents. Um, I don't think they're going to get a lot of the players that fans are hoping they get. Um, they might make a small move. They might um, bring in a, a veteran who, who can score a little bit but isn't necessarily a big fish, isn't necessarily going to turn into an all-star or is maybe a little bit past his prime and they're going to try and get him on a, on a short-term deal. Uh, I think the Magic will probably improve just kind of naturally. They'll have, they'll have some young guys continue to improve and continue to step into their roles. But I also think that it's very possible that you know, we, they end up with a 40-win season just outside the playoffs again, or they end up falling short of the playoffs. And it seems very, very clear with, with some of the language that the, that the team has used and, and the moves that they've made, frankly, to, to bring in a guy like Ibaka. They're pushing in for the playoffs in 2017. It doesn't seem like they're ready to. They're they're willing to wait anymore. And so, if if they fail to make the playoffs, I mean, it it could turn into into a really disappointing season for for the Magic, and 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 there, that could lead to some change, you know, further on down the road as well. Philip, we appreciate your visit. Thank you for the input today. We'll look forward to reading your work at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and have you back here time to time. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Philip Rossman, Reich, our guest. We're talking O'Neill. My thanks to Chuck and O'Neill for having me on the show. My thanks to Eric Lopez, their producer, for helping me get this clip. I'm happy to help promote the show now um, since, since they've had me on there. And I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to this bonus episode of the Locked On Magic podcast. Uh, I'll be back either, depending on when you listen to this. I don't know when you listen to this. I don't even know when I'm going to post this. But uh, I'll be back either later today for the official Locked On Magic podcast episode uh, for June 28th. Or I'll see you tomorrow for tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Magic podcast on June 29th. Uh, for that... I'll see you then. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.